Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Tuesday, April 26th, and Johns Hopkins will be joining the rest of their athletic department and going back to D3 because that program stinks. I'm Jordy from Barstool, and with me, as always, we've got Dukes on the mic coming at you. With a little midweek episode here on a Tuesday, we figure as the season is wrapping towards an end, uh, we'll start putting out two episodes a week here as it gets into crunch time. So, Dukes, how you feeling after a uh, a pretty solid weekend of college lacrosse? Dare I say my favorite weekend of lacrosse? I think this is like, like I'm yeah. not, not necessarily the games in general, but this is one of my favorite weekends every single year. It's right before conference tournament. It's when you start seeing the do or dies. People have to make their resume wins. People can die this weekend. People can make their year. Um, it's it, it was a great weekend for lacrosse, and I mean, it was a terrible weekend to be a Johns Hopkins fan. It, I I yeah, I actually I like that. I I would say that there were quite there were quite a few deaths this weekend. A lot of painful brutal, program deaths. Like yeah, like hey, like maybe like turn the kids away. Don't let them. Don't let them witness what's going on here because it's going to traumatize them forever. It was, it really was an ugly weekend for teams that really couldn't afford it. Uh, it rocked. Hop- Hopkins, Hopkins as a program is dead. Um, you know, I, I, I'd argue, you know, a team that that has been bordering on that. Like, are they going to finally take a step, or what are they like a like a team like Lehigh? Uh, tough one for them. A lot of a lot of overtime. Like if you lost in overtime this weekend, like you are shattered. Um, unfortunately for the high school team that I coach, we also ended up losing in five overtimes on Saturday. So it was, dude, a five overtime loss hurts. I hate to say karma for sh- uh, for going after the GC boys in the film room, but hey, hey, mm. it ha- hey, hey, it happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, they're just I, kids. They- <laughs> They're just kids. They're all out there trying their hardest. Um, no, yeah, we lost in uh, five overtimes. We had the ball to start each overtime too, because, like I said, Dude, our, face, our, our 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 face off kid who's going to St. John's is an absolute stud. So we got the first possession every time. But all right, that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about college lacks. We're not here to talk hey. about either of our high schools dropping big time games this week. Oh, but we, we this is at the end of the day, this is a lacrosse podcast and fucking high school. I actually have a rant for the end of the episode on high school lacrosse. Uh, but I'm going to save it, but you know what? I, I, I don't want to say I kind of like how fired up you are about it right now. You seem pretty passionate about it. Here's, here's maybe what we can do. We actually, no, I just want to let it roll. We'll we'll get into the game. If you you don't like this, if you don't like this, we'll put it in so you could skip it and you can just go right into the college across. But I just want to say there's a lot of high school. There's two games on this weekend. Um, you know, you had St. John's St. Anthony's one verse three had garden city, Mount Sinai, all both on ESPNU. And I saw, a lot of bitching about the shot clock. So I want to know your take as a high school coach. Are you for the shot clock? Are you not for the shot clock? I saw our friend Drake Porter had the delete game going saying he's not I, a fan of Garcia lacrosse anymore. I, so it's, it's, it's hard because I uh, like this game that we played on, on Saturday where we lost in five over, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a big, I'm, I'm on, I'm on, I, I control the box for my team, right? That that's yeah. all I do, but not only do I control the box, but I'm making sure I'm, 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 I'm in the, I'm in the ref's ear every single time. Hey, listen, buddy, like their possession started like a minute 20 ago. They haven't even looked to go to the cage yet. Like I'm a, I'm a big, there needs to be a shot clock in lacrosse. Cause I get, I just get so bored of watching long possessions. You, you need, you need a shot. Like, I don't know. I, 
it, it, it's kind of like, I don't know. It, it, the shot clock is like a drug, right? Like you, you take a little hit of it and you're like, Oh, you know, I, I can control myself. I can have, I like, I don't need this all the time. Um, and then all of a sudden you're coaching high school lacrosse and like you wake up with some night sweats and you're itching and you're like, I fucking need a shot clock right now in my life. I, so here's my stance on it. That like pissed me off is I think there should be a shot clock, but just like how there it's, what is it in the PLL? Like 58, 60. Yeah, I get, give me give me a, like a full give me a full ninety. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be like ninety to hundred. And if you're really watching a high school game, if you're like just like you said, if you're taking like one twenty, if you're like hundred twenty in, uh, like seconds, they're gonna call the stall warning. Like they don't really. Uh, yeah, uh, you would think. Not... I don't know. They call they call Garden City. They're like they'll give Garden City like one one long possession, and they'll call it like that because like that. I just don't get the people bitching. If it works and it wins and you're playing within the rules, like shut up. And it's like yeah. I, I saw the Crease Dive account came out guards, which I was not appreciative of saying who's, like, whoa, 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 who's 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 controlling that right now? It was, oh, okay. it was definitely Drake. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, he was like, guards, he's not preparing you to like kids to like go D1. It's like, well, no, you send kids every fucking year D1 and you win state championships at the same time. So like it's just like it, it kind of pissed me off because I was like, if you're in college and you're at Syracuse and you're playing. Imagine Gary Gate was like, actually, we want you to shoot within 58 seconds because that's what you're going to be seeing at the next level. It's like, what? Why would you do that? Why would you rush a bad shot just to prepare you guys for the next level? Like you're here to win in college. Use the time that you're warranted. Okay. Yeah. I don't really have much of an argument to that one. That's that's a good that's a good point that you bring up. Um, no, I mean it's like some high school leagues have it. Like I know MIA has it. Yeah. Um, the the private school summer conference. leagues. Yeah. Do, do summer leagues have it? Yeah, they were saying I, that. Uh, who was his name? Shiver was telling, saying, I think the old boys Latin coach was saying that on uh, that, like they'll play summer league, like and they'll, they'll be shot clocks. So they're not like clueless to shot clocks, but he, yeah. I, I definitely think they need it. But one tidbit I thought was very interesting, Jordy, was I saw a tweet last week where Spelina's dad was talking about how there, there needs to be a shot clock. And like, I don't disagree. He was talking about how money's an issue, blah, blah, blah. But that was two days before the Garden City game. And I, like, like I've said, like Card City is known to play like hold the ball, wait for the good shot, take the good shot. Just because you have a shot doesn't mean it's the right shot. Oh, like, yeah. So. I mean, I mean, it, Joe Spelina knows how to politic a little bit because uh, so, he because he's all because on... of the Garden City film. I, I, I'd imagine that that would probably play uh, like, listen, he knows that he's going to have the, like the boys have a, uh, you know, a, a nationally televised game coming up. There's going to be a lot of eyes on that game. Joe Spelina, his word carries carries a lot of weight in the lacrosse community. I know that he's come out and I forget exactly what it was, but there was there was something that he about um, the the Stony Brook women's team. They were getting they were getting bones somehow by the NCAA, but like everybody does. Um, but Fuck yeah, you, Mark I, Emmert. Yeah, Mark Emmert, suck it, buddy. Um, Fuck the MCLA too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just justice for Dayton Lacks, uh, absolute disgrace by the MCLA. Uh, but yeah, no, I. Again, I, I would love more shot clocks. I also understand that there are definitely schools that they're not going to put the money into getting the shot clocks, or even if they put the money into getting the shot clocks, like there are so many schools like who they, they have just like some drunk dad who's running the clock, who like yeah. the, the fans have to scream like clock, clock, clock after every restart. Cause it, it like, doesn't start for like another 15 seconds. So I can only imagine like how ridiculous it would be to get them to also work the shot clock and like know when to restart it and, and all this and that. Um, I, but like it, I don't know. You look back on high school lacrosse 
15. No, I'm not that old. Fuck. Yeah, I guess I am like 15 years ago. And like, like 2007, like there was still like a horn to sub, right? Like if the, if, if the ball went out of bounds on a sideline, you could literally get someone on the sideline to blow an air horn. Everything would stop. And you could just sub in your guys. Like you could, you could sub out the entire field just because of a horn. Cause the ball went out on the sideline. And like, you look back on that now and you're like, how the fuck did we used to play in the era of the horn? Yeah. It, I, the horn I, was I, crazy. I, 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 like, I think that we're almost at that point though. Now with like the shot clock where it's like, how, how are we like letting these teams take like possession shots that are like seven yards over the cage. And now all of a sudden the ref is going to be like, well, no, they actually, they took a shot. So they get another, you know, minute 30 of possession here. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a tough one. I, I think that there's, there's merit to both sides of the argument, right? We're, we're, we're mature enough here at the pre dive yeah. to understand that, that both sides have a point. Um, but as someone like, it would, it would be better for me because then I wouldn't feel like an asshole having to like yell at the refs, be like, dude, like, can you please tell them to keep it in? Cause I'm like getting bored to death over here. I, the, my last comment on the whole thing, I think there should be a shot clock. I forgot how boring Garden see the cross was. And like, when I was watching the game, I was like, I was just thinking of like some kids that I'm watching and they, they're like the fourth kid in their family. And I'm like, how the fuck did their dad watch like, like 15 years of this program, just like hold the ball and do nothing. I was like, I can't believe that. Like after watching the shot clock in college come together and the PLL, I'm like, I just can't believe that high school ball doesn't have the shot clock. I mean, I, I like, I'm, I'm joking when I kind of say like, fuck the shot clock, but in high school, cause, uh, but it, I, w- I would, lo- I would love to know what high school Dukes was like on the sideline during those garden city games where <laughs> possessions are like two minutes, like you, oh. You had to be really, yeah, just really fucking off at the, at the end of the bench there. Just dude, my, my, like I would get fired up. Like, like I was known for like chirping, like the whole thing. And then like, we go to the handshake lines and I'm like looking away. (laughs) (laughs) We're like shaking hands with St. Paul's and like fucking the six, four kids. Like, what do you, what do you say now? Poison my nothing. (laughs) Sorry, sir. Yeah. yeah. Man. All right. Well, that was a good, uh, good, good couple minutes of ranting about high school ball. I mean, listen, it's it's the foundation of lacrosse. With, with without a great high school ball, there'd be none of this great college lacrosse that we're here to talk about. So always good to spend a few minutes on that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, great weekend in college lacrosse. Uh, brutal weekend if you're someone like Diggs, who's a fan of Johns Hopkins. But we can talk about that later. Um, I think. Well, well, let's let's start off real quick with the troops, right? We're, uh, you know, yeah. we're, we're we're a pro troops uh, podcast here. We're going to be the first to admit that we that we love uh, our, our service academies. Thank you for your service. Army, Navy, one that I was me and and probably the majority of people just got totally wrong. I uh, I saw this game as Army going in and just pummeling away at the at the midshipmen. Uh, but lo and behold, Xavier Ardline comes back from injury. He has himself, I think he had what, four points on the day. Uh, and then at the end of it, all, great fourth quarter, a lot of back and it forth does. going on. Um, and, you know, th- this is this is a game where, you know, I think I got home from my five overtime loss about you know, just before halftime. So I didn't get to see the first quarter. Uh, but you know, the second half was great. Fourth quarter was awesome. Uh, goes into overtime. Navy gets the man up and on 
the upper's opportunity. It was Jack Sweeney with the dagger to give Navy a huge, huge win for their program. Good overtime win over a top 10 ranked army team. Uh, great showing for Brendan Nickturn. And uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that's going to be a tough one for army. Yeah, that was, uh, that, 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 that was probably my favorite game of the weekend. Like it, it came to that point where I think we, we both had army like three and a half or we picked army three and a half. And I was like, once I saw Xavier Arline do that, like behind the head kind of flip with his wrist, like diving through, I was like, it was like, first off he's back. That was like his, his back moment. I thought, and it made me be like, actually fuck, fuck being right or wrong. Like, I just want to, I want to root for, for Navy. Like it was just way more fun to root for Navy. Um, Nick turn, Nick turn is, Godly. I mean, he, I think, I think he's, he's, he, top, yeah, three I mean, player, he's like, top three player this year. I don't think yeah, that's and, like a, and, and he, and he's like a, he's a coach's dream where he's a guy who just dodges hard to get to the middle yeah. shoulder down, doesn't do anything fancy and just beats his guy every he single lo- time. He, he would love to play for Andy towers he, him on an Andy Towers squad. Oh my God. Just be a wrecking ball out there. Um, um, Skalniak, I just want to say this about like just to shout out one Skalniak on Navy. He had he had this he had one of the grossest shots I think I've ever seen, but like nobody talked about it. It was on the run, just top left, like pinned perfectly. And I was thinking that it was going to be a highlight reel, like all over Twitter, crickets, crickets. So I just want to just want to shout out Patrick Skalniak because that was that was a great shot. I think he's a great player too. Now I, I have a question here for you because like we mentioned, like there were, there were a lot of teams who had a, uh, you know, a tough loss this weekend where it's a, it's a really bad time to have a tough loss on your resume. Like that loss right there for army. I like they're kind of right now in a, in a predicament where I feel like they might have to win the Patriot league tournament now to get in. I mean, you, you look. You're not, you look, no, you're you not look wrong. The, you're not wrong. You you look at the losses that they have, right? It's it's a loss to Rutgers, which, in my eyes, sucks because I, <laughs> I hate Rutgers. But like maybe in the eyes of the selection committee, they're like, oh, yeah, Rutgers is ranked. Like so, that's 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 a that's a perfectly fine loss, I guess. The loss to Lehigh isn't looking fantastic, um, and now this loss to Nate. Like you you look at their wins. There's there's really not. You know, the the Cornell win was great. But to follow up a great win to Cornell with a quote unquote bad loss to Navy, um, you know, obviously it's, it's a big, it's the biggest rivalry in sports, Army Navy. So, like, it, you, you kind of have to factor that in with this loss more so than like any other team losing to Navy. But even still, like, that, that's a bad loss on the resume for a team that doesn't really have like a ton of great wins to, to offset that. I will say though, two of the losses by one goal—that's that's something that that committee has to look at. And again, it, it's Army Navy, so there's so much like you're gonna get Navy's best, best game, best game in that one. So I, I mean, I guess it just depends on like how much the selection committee actually like factors that in, as opposed to just being a bunch of nerds who like grab their calculators and they're like, hey, the computer said that this is a, a bad loss. I I hate shitting on goalies. I re- like, you know, I don't, like, I, I, it's, it's a very hard position. You got to be mentally tough, especially in a game like that with the, with the magnitude, but Wyatt Schupler could have gotten thrown a beach ball and he wasn't going to save it. 
Um, he's been consistent all year, three-year starter, I'm pretty sure. Like, he's always been consistent. Even during the broadcast, they're talking about how consistent he was. He possibly played the worst game of his career at the moment that they couldn't have it. Um, I think, let me see his stats. I think he, I, if he had more than five saves, I'd be shocked. Um, let me just double check on this. Three saves, 20 save, 20% saves percentage. That's awful. Um, I won't get into it. He's just a kid. They're just kids. But even kids need to save the ball if they're playing goalie. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely not what you want to see out of the uh, out of out of the the department of defense. Uh, Pat Ryan, Pat Ryan for Navy also came up with some spectacular saves. It was funny during the broadcast when I forget it might have been Evan Washburn goes. I like to call that a goal saving save. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what? Yeah, every save is a goal saving save, but like, he meant like on the doorstop, like, should have had it sort of thing. But the way he worded it was very funny. But he's totally correct. Yes. Zero, zero <laughs> lies. Zero <laughs> lies. Um, well, you know what? I, I think that, uh, listen, uh, from, from one goalie's perhaps lowest moment, I think that's great to now turn us into a, another goalie's. Uh, probably his, his career day so far. And yeah. that's obviously talking about the people's goalie, Connor Thoreau of Brown, 24 saves between the pipes as Brown continues this insane hot streak. They're tearing through the Ivy right now. You know that Larkin's loving it. Um, and, and Brown just, I mean, that's now three huge wins in a row over Penn, Yale, and Cornell, the the win against Penn was at Penn, a little two goal win, little little gutsy win there. The rest of them have been shit kickings. They dominate Yale, and now Connor Thoreau and the Brown defense holds Cornell to just eight goals. Uh, so, I mean, right now they're playing just as good a ball as anyone in the nation. And you know what? It's not if you're the best team all year. It matters if you're the best team when it when it counts when it, when it when it, when it turns May end of April going into May. And you know what? There's nothing you want to see in his attackment as an offensive team. You don't want to see a hot goalie going into the tournament. Someone that's feeling it. Someone that's feeling confident, a freshman Dude. too. And, I'm and telling that's, you. And, and that's, that's a lot of body to be feeling it too. And it, I think a hot goalie is, is scary. And you know what? You know what it's reminiscent of? There's a guy by the name of Jack Kelly. You might've heard him. Uh, played for the Brown Bears a couple years ago with our good friend Larkin. And I remember a certain tournament where he turned it up at the right time. He, you know, he wasn't the best goalie all year, but he was the best goalie when it counted. And then he turned into one of the best goalies in the world. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Brown shut us up last, last week. Well, I, they play Bryant tomorrow. Um, I think that, that that's a game where they, they, have, they have to be, they have to wake can't, up. They can't, can't be they can't, any, can't be any letdown. Can't be a letdown. It feels like a letdown spot. So I don't want to say I'm not going to count either team out, but I just hope that Brown comes ready to play. Yeah. I mean, a, a Tuesday, like fortunately it's a home game for Brown, right? So it's, it's going to be, um, it's like a yeah. home game for Bryant too, though. Yeah. But still like you don't have to get on a bus. You don't have to show up okay. early. Like you don't have to like bring like your dinner on a bus shit like that. Um, so it, it's still going to be a little bit easier, but like, yeah, I mean just that, that Tuesday slate, where you know you're you're a team that's playing as hot as anyone in the nation, uh, and then you have Bryant coming in, who, you know, no, no offense to Bryant or anything like that, but it's it's not like they're uh, 
it's it's not the biggest. I mean, they're seven and five. They're, they're they're a good program, but it's 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 one that Brown should win. Uh, Tuesdays are always for the hunters, so it's a tough spot for for Brown to be in. So, um, but I, I don't know. I, I think you get you get the people's goalie, keep them hot, um, and and anything. I mean, especially like as we get later into the season, right? That every game starts to mean a little bit more. Every possession means a little bit more. Every shot means a little bit more. And when you're an attackman or an offensive player, and you know that this goalie has just been eating everybody's lunch and throwing it right back in their face. Um, I mean, that just, you start thinking way too much about your shot. You think, okay, you know, maybe, maybe this time, instead of giving them one fake, I'm going to give them two fake. Okay. Maybe this time I'm going to lean far, bring it back near. And like, you're just overthinking every single shot because this guy's been just destroying and eating up everything. Um, and then you, you know, you overthink and you just end up throwing it right into a stick. So yeah, a, a hot goalie this time of the year is the scariest thing possible for any opponent. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't say more about Brown right now. Um, I'm just, I mean, I think that uh, I think that Colin Hart has been playing for the LSM for Brown. He's been playing some fantastic ball. LSMU. LSMU, uh, GC kid too, and I know that he's he's always been a stud. But I mean, he has, he's had like three goals in two games. Um, and you know, you just every time I turn on the TV, he's making an impact. So it's just great to see. I mean, also that Brown game, it, it was it was almost hard to. I think I turned it on like right after Army Navy. And because I was watching at my house, one TV, it, it was bo- it was a boring game in a way. You know what I mean? Like it was just corn. It never felt like Cornell was in it when I was watching it. Yeah, I mean a, a six nothing start in the first quarter, and just Cornell never able to really get it going. And that one's just. Uh, and again, I mean, you, you go up against a goalie who's just stopping everything thrown his way. Like guys just start to, you know, they'll feel a little bit down on themselves. The, you know, they start the little, little, little pouty face, little palms up action every now and then. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a tough one to to come back from. So, um, yeah, I mean, as as long as Connor Thoreau keeps uh keeps up that pace, I I don't see any reason why Brown can't can't have themselves a nice little month of May. Uh, the other big time Ivy game this weekend uh, was uh, Harvard just coming out. And, uh, you know, hosting the Princeton Tigers and coming away with a big time 1916 win, uh, high scoring affair. Uh, you know, a, a guy that you've been high on all season long, Sam King with three and two on the day. Uh, you know, just one of those wins where it now this this right here, actually. So I'm going to let you say your piece on on whatever you thought about Harvard and Princeton. But this is a game that really made my uh, my my tin hat conspiracy theory go on high alert. So go ahead and say what you what what you want about Harvard. I, you've been a big Harvard guy all year. You've actually, I think, you've claimed that they're twenty twenty five national national champs. So be on the lookout for that. Actually, don't even you don't even have to watch the twenty twenty five college across season because Dukes has already predicted it for you. But. Uh, I mean, are, are your are your Harvard Crimson coming along much faster than than you originally anticipated? The one thing I said last episode, I said the offense will show up, the defense will show up. I was worried that Princeton would get more possessions than Harvard, and Harvard basically it was basically fifty fifty down the middle uh, on faceoff. So I think that was probably the key to the game. I did not think I did not expect that at all. Um, that was really my only big tidbit 
from the game, I was really impressed with how Harvard closed the game in general because that was a very high emotion game. Alumni were there. They were celebrating the 2020 and 2021 classes um, who like had their seasons taken away from them. So, I mean, I just know that it meant a little bit more. Um, Harvard undefeated at home. They're fucking wagon. Um, they, they, if they played every game at home, we'd be maybe talking about them like we do to talk about Maryland. You know what I mean? Something that the schedule maker should really keep in mind. I, I know that Syracuse tried to do that a couple of years ago, just play every single game at home. <laughs> I, um, they, uh, they, got, they still had to play one at like a random high school, but I got to say this though. When you said <laughs> tinfoil conspiracy earlier, I've been thinking about it all day. And when you said it, it was this for this game. I, like all I was thinking of when I was talking is like, I need to hear Jordy's conspiracy. So like, can you, I need to hear this conspiracy that you've been talking about. All right, so here's the thing. I view all right. So listen, first off, I just want to say I I don't have any sort of hard evidence to to back up these claims, but at the same time, I haven't heard anybody come out and and oppose what I'm about to say. So the Ivy League, right? The you know, this is the first time that they're playing ball for what two years after they had their 2020 season canceled halfway through. They miss all of 2021. They've had a lot of time to think and plan about this season, right? So after that win uh, for Harvard over Princeton, we now have five Ivy League teams tied for first place in the conference at three and two in conference play. And then you have Penn, who's three and three. So they're the only team who's played six Ivy League games already this year. So, um, you know, there are going to be a few teams after this week who end at four and two and a few who end at three and three. Now, early in the season, we're thinking, okay, yeah, Penn is a wagon. Yale is a wagon. Uh, Cornell's a wagon. Like, we have our idea of probably the three Ivy League teams that are going to get themselves into the tournament. Last few weeks roll around, uh uh-oh, here comes Harvard. Uh Uh-oh, here comes Brown. Uh Uh-oh, Penn's now in sixth place in the Ivy League, uh, in the rankings right now. So, Fuckery is a foot, Dukes. Fuckery is a foot. There's no way that this conference is actually this tight as they are right now. What I'm thinking happened is the last year and a half while they weren't playing, the, all the Ivy League teams, they come together. They say to themselves, hey, listen, all we have to do is just beat up on each other for a little bit. Like we're going to get the out-of-conference wins. All we have to do is just kind of keep beating each other trading off wins and losses in conference play all of a sudden right now, the Ivy league, there are five, maybe six bid conference into the NCAA tournament. I, what does that do Dukes? What does that do? Well, that makes it a hell of a lot harder for a team like, uh, like Notre Dame to get into the NCAA tournament with an at large. That makes it a hell of a lot harder for a team like Ohio state or Rutgers to get into the NCAA tournament with an at large. If the Ivy league is taking up all these at large bids because they just keep swapping off wins and losses with each other and their quality wins and quality losses, they just get to fuck up everything in the NCAA tournament right now because they're, they're in cahoots with each other dudes. They're in cahoots with each other. And there's, there's no way that you can look at what happened in the beginning of the season. There's no way that you can look at what Brown's doing right now, right? Brown had what? They had three or four losses in a row, and then they followed that up. So three losses in a row to Harvard, UMass, and Princeton. They followed that up within three wins in a row with Penn, Yale, and Cornell. You don't think that there was a little, a little switch that was activated in the group chat 
saying, okay, hey, now it's Brown's turn. Do you think, though, in some sense, in some sense, this is what I'm concentrating on. I think that you're right where it's not like it's not like I don't I, like realistically, I don't think they like planned it. I like the like the, they had the, a year and a half, Dukes, a year and a <laughs> half where they weren't playing. You don't think that their minds went there a little bit saying, hey, listen, we didn't get a chance to play in the 2020 tournament. We didn't get a chance to play in the 2021 tournament. Let's all eat in 2022. And we're going to take food off of Ohio State's plate. We're going to take food off of Notre Dame's plate. We're going to take food Not off Notre of Dame's. UNC's plate. Not They're Notre taking Dame. a lot of food off of a lot of plates. Do you think, do you you think Penn gets in? Uh, I mean, like that, it, like well, it well, does come down to the tournament and stuff. It it, it 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 comes down to the tournament. Like right now, I think that probably, I I think that if you get a brown, if you get a brown and pen, Ivy League championship, I think that obviously the winner gets in and the loser gets in, and then I think that Cornell, Princeton, and Yale. And maybe even maybe even Harvard. Who knows? Like I, I think yeah, that you can get five. I think you can get five Ivy League teams in. As it stands right now, I think we're both. I think Penn is a good team, but like you're just like, it almost feels like they had their chances and they didn't really do anything to stand out from the pack in their wins. Like even like they had a two goal loss to Georgetown, fine. But then you got a one goal win against Penn State, who you think's ass. One goal win against Villanova in overtime, like. Yeah, but that's a that's a that's a Philly Philly rivalry, unless yeah, unless not, we're talking that's about not, that's not Army unless, Navy. Unless, unless, that's unless, not Army Navy. Yeah, but you know, a couple again, it, it's a, it's a tough one. Like, okay. they have to go. They have to go to Villanova. Listen, th- those cats out there in, in their Patagonia vest, they're they're that's a tough crowd to play against. I, I hope that the committee has that same energy if Penn loses to St. Joe's <laughs> this weekend. St. <laughs> Joe's is playing good ball too. Yeah. <laughs> No, I like St. Joe's a lot. They have a good coach. But, but again, this is they're the Ivy League. They're a bunch of nerds, right? They're they're able to kind of plan this out. It's a, a beautiful mind, right? Who's in that movie? I don't, I don't know. Is that like Chris Russell or something? Um, uh, but but either way, like they 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 probably have this planned out. They probably they've run some algorithms, right? They they had the the equations up on the chalkboard, and Sam Hanley came around and, and finished them off for everybody. Uh, I've I've actually never really watched um, Goodwill Hunting, so I don't know much about what? that. I, I'm I, not going to get into it. We're not getting into it. Yeah, yeah I, watch it. I, I I watch it when it'll be like on like TNT, and I'll watch it like for like 40 minutes, and then I turn it off. Um, but either way, like I, I bet that they have it planned out that, okay, hey, Penn, you're going to have a rough stretch in, in April, but we're going to work it out, pull some strings so that you make it to the Ivy League championship. And then you get in through the wins that you have to get in that tournament to boost your, boost your, um, your resume. And then I, I, I'm going to segue just the, the Penn Ivy League talk. I'm just going to segue this. Penn's tweet after the game. Did you happen to see it? Well, so I I personally didn't see it, uh, but luckily our our good pal Dan Aresia took a screenshot because screenshots never die. So this is hilarious. But Penn's lacrosse team they beat they beat Dartmouth. Got, they had to get the job done this weekend. Penn tweets out: "Left to cheer for Brown, Princeton, and Yale next weekend. Not necessarily happy about that, but you got to do what you got to do." James Shipley. <laughs> on pen responds, please delete this. So you might be going, you might be hearing this be like, oh, that's crazy. Let me go to James Shipley's account. 
delete a tweet. Oh, that's crazy. Let me go to Penn's, Penn's account. They deleted their tweet. You might happen to catch that if you go to Penn's lacrosse account right now that they tweeted out. Uh, what's their account? Uh, Penn uh, Men's Lax. Penn Men's Lax. So if you go to Penn Men's Lax right now <laughs> and you go to their, like, I think it might, their, their pin tweet and you click on the timestamp, 1.30 a.m. 1.30 a.m. So do you think that Murphy got on this call to the social media coordinator and was like, hey, delete that tweet. That's embarrassing. Like, like got him out of bed, made him delete it. Or what do you, what do you think is going on there? 1.30 in the morning, Eastern time. No, I think that that goes even further into my conspiracy theory where they're like, yo, guys, like we can't leave shreds of evidence here that we actually are working together. Like you need to get rid of that because that has us caught red handed hand in the cookie jar that we're in cahoots with each other. James Shipley's like, yeah, we don't want this to get out. You fucking loser running the social account. Like, can you please get that out? Delete this. Yeah. Can you please delete this? Yeah. That wasn't like a, Hey, this is a bad look for us rooting for our our rivals. That that was like a, Hey, listen, someone with the IQ of Jordy is probably going to catch on here that we're all working together to sabotage the big 10 and the ACC and every other conference and just take over the NCAA tournament as the Ivy league tournament. Hey, went over my head plus Maryland. Went over my head. Um, but yeah, so either way that, I mean, again, I, I think, I don't think that it's beyond the realm of possibility that the Ivy league used their 18 months away from college across to figure out a way to get the most amount of Ivy league teams into the NCAA tournament as possible, especially with the fact that the tournament is expanding this year to uh, there, there are a couple more play in games. So I don't know, just something to keep your, your eye on. Um, so the, I mean, the Ivy works together and uh, Bill Tierney loves to throw the big East championship game every year, just to get more big East teams into the tournament, both probably true, way more true than false. Uh, other games around uh, college across of the, uh, well, um, I mean, do, do we talk about Maryland just, curb stomping the the piss out of hopkins i mean we have to we do have to there's three um, games i want to touch on this but yeah the the maryland shit pumping it, they scored at the end of the first the one thing i want to just jump out the gate and just talk about they before you could even before the game even came on espnu they were up for nothing and there was tw- like 12 minutes on left in the first quarter and then at the end of the half when like hopkins like they were out of the game like it was weird enough to say that they were down like seven but they still were showing fight and then Maryland was like, oh, they're so annoying. Like, they just like, they're trying so hard. And they just scored like three goals in 10 seconds. Yeah. I, there, there was, there was like, there was one run in the third quarter where it was like, uh, it was like Malever, Keegan Khan, and then someone yeah. else. Like, they scored like bang, bang, bang. And then like Quint got on and was like, oh my God, I can't believe that Maryland's like, you know, they should really be using this time to put in some younger guys just to see what they got. And I, I can't believe that they're, and it's like, dude, Quint, shut the hell up. Like your program sucks. Um, but then like, what I really want to talk about in this game is the fact that when Maryland, so first off, they scored t- their 20th goal of the game with 20 minutes still left to go. Um, but then in the fourth quarter, when they finally did start putting in like the third and fourth stringers and like, that's when Hopkins like finally got their offense going again. This is how you know that Hopkins is dead as a program. You can't be, you can't have the band playing when you're scoring against third stringers and you're down by 15. You just can't have, like, I don't care that you just scored 
like you're, you're six gold, like you're down 14 in the fourth quarter. You're playing against a bunch of guys who probably weren't expecting to play for another two years. You can't have the band play. Like you have to have some more situational awareness there. If you're the band. Who was it? Was it Owen? Was it Owen Murphy? Owen Murphy. I want to say, let me just make sure I got this right. Owen Murphy. I think he went, went to Johns Hopkins. Okay, so yeah, it was Owen, Owen Murphy. Johns oh, Hopkins I, transferred to Maryland. Tra- and yeah. the first time that he scored, he went, he went like under his jersey to Maryland and then pointed at the band. That rocked. I became like the biggest Owen Murphy fan ever. Yeah, um, that, that was a great moment. Yeah, that, that was something that will always stick in my head. That's – and if you're like friends with – if you're like – if you play for Hopkins – and you were like roommates with Owen Murphy and you got beers with Owen Murphy, uh, allegedly, maybe at an underage bar, you know, allegedly, of course. But if you were like friends with him, couple, you, couple Shirley no, Temples. Yeah, a couple Shirley Temples. It's Mountain Dew, baby. But like, <laughs> if you're friends with Owen Murphy and you're still on Hopkins, there's no chance you're still friends. Like, you can't look at him in the eye and be like, wow, I respect what you did. I don't think that he would be friends with you, though. He'd be like, you're an idiot. Why did you say it, Hopkins? Like, you should have transferred too. This is way sweeter. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he's like don't you get it we could have went anywhere yeah <laughs> like we could have so much fun at maryland and win <laughs> i gotta be honest uh quick uh quick jordy just just a a little jordy guarantee i feel like we're going to be seeing a lot of those this summer a lot of guys leaving hopkins i like that and also you know, the thing that was uh the thing that was kind of crazy about hopkins was they you know that i said that, but like towards the end of last year they became like a pretty decent team. Like they were like playing their way into the tournament. Like Cole Williams was tearing it up. Yeah. Like Connor D. Simone tearing it up. Joey Epstein was kind of coming back, you know, like showed flashes and you're like, okay, Milliman's kind of figuring it out. And you're, you're like expected so much going into this year because they returned basically everybody, but Cole Williams, if it felt like, um, but no, what uh, happened Kyle, was Kyle Hopkins Moore also no Kyle Moore graduated like 19. Okay. But it almost feels like he, there's like like that he was there, but I mean, he had a disgusting shot. Yeah, big time underhand guy. Love it. Big time underhand guy. But no, you know who I was really impressed by on Maryland. I mean, this isn't like breaking news or anything, but like Wisnowskis, like his, like his vision. Um, oh yeah, that, that one that pass little, that, was that lefty skip pass just on a rope. And I've never been. I've always thought that Wisnowskis was like like one of like just a lethal lefty sniper, but. He, he, I mean, it's against, I, I hate to even say, cause it's against like, it's great. Like it's crazy that I'm saying this in 2022, but I'm like, like, Oh, it was really impressive, but it was against Hopkins. So like, I don't know yeah, how impressive so like it how, is. how much can you actually, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah like just, I don't, I don't know. Just uh, pro, pro, I mean, easily the lowest point in the history of Hopkins lacrosse. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a really ugly scene there for like, I, I I think that it's it's probably gonna get really ugly. I think coaching staff probably yeah gonna get ugly. I think transfer portal probably gonna get ugly. I don't think that there's any any uh fix on the horizon anytime soon for Hopkins. Unless someone tweeted this at me, um, that you know m- maybe the day will come that uh that Paul Rabel decides that that he wants to coach, and then at that point. Hopkins can turn things around, but until then program officially dead. Uh, you said that there were a couple other games that you wanted to touch on. What, which one were those? I just have one more point about Hopkins. I'm sorry to like drag this out, but we, we talked, touched on it last episode. I saw your tweet, but it is, we were talking about like, this is an 07. Like they are losing that lust. 
like and they, they it feels like that like the lust is now officially gone i i just can't think of a of like high school kids that would rather go to hopkins in, in maryland in, in in like today who like grew up watching hopkins in like like you, you could you could set your clock to it that Hopkins was going to be in the final four, at least the quarterfinals every single year that they were going to be a top 10 team in the nation with just dirty, dirty lacrosse players. Um, just every single year, like you knew, like you were going to be watching legends on that lacrosse, like, but they're like, that's not the case anymore. Like, I can't remember the last truly great Hopkins team that I mean, what that 2015 team went to the final four, but like, dude, even that tough. team, even that team wasn't like great. So like, they got like lucky. They like not lucky, but like Joel Tenney yeah, had that, a fucking like, like, yeah, like that, that's what I'm saying. So like, but like, I don't think that, you know, unless, unless you're a high school kid who was like just watching like a, a billion Paul Rabel YouTube highlights set to breaking Benjamin, like there's really nothing about Hopkins as a program that like you relate to that would be like, yeah, like I want to go play, play for that program. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit different for like the Baltimore kids. Like maybe, maybe all those MIA guys, like, like are like indoctrined into like Hopkins as a, as a powerhouse, but anywhere else in the country, like you're like, uh, you want me to go to this weird ass school in the middle of Baltimore that, is only D one for lacrosse, like not going to get to watch sick football, probably not going to have that great of a time because the school's hard as shit. So uh, no, thanks. I'd rather just go ball out at Maryland and have a great old time. And the, the, the one savior of Hopkins lacrosse, unfortunately is on the turf sideline. In my opinion, Bobby Benson. Mm. I think that he could turn around the program. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think that having junior there is, is huge. I think you can get any Canadian you want, but I can't imagine that he's like necessarily thrilled about coaching a team that has that scores like four goals in three quarters. So, and I will, I guess like, I, I guess like, Oh, wait for them to get their recruits. But like at the same time, how are you going to even get fucking recruits if you're not fucking winning now? I, yeah, um, it's, 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 it's a tough spot to be in. All right, that's enough Hopkins slander. Uh, I mean, Virginia's really good. I don't think I'm Virginia, breaking news. Virginia's either. back. Virginia's back. I, Matt I think Moore that, is back. Matt Moore is definitely back. Um, yeah, I mean, 14 combined points for uh, Virginia over Syracuse out of uh, Philadelphia public school kids. So uh, <laughs> Matt Moore had, I think it was four and three, and then uh, Jeff Connors had three and four. Or, Either way, they they both had a seven point game uh, against Syracuse. I mean, listen, that that's a pretty much the same thing that we all just said about Hopkins. Like right now, Syracuse is a team where, like, if, if your team's in a bit of a funk, uh, especially if your offense is in a bit of a funk, go ahead and schedule a game against Syracuse, and you'll get the boys right on track again. So, um, yeah, I mean, so Virginia earlier in the season, back in February, they took down. Um, Cuse 20 to 11. And then this time they follow that up with a 21 to 15 win over Cuse. Uh, they probably heard all that shit that Drake was talking about how, um, you know, Syracuse has been taken down. Yeah, Virginia. For sh- uh, you know who, so. you know who I think's re- like, and like easily MVP probably if he's on, I think if he was just on like a team that makes the tournament, he's like, right. He's right there in the tour time, like probably wins. It is Tucker Dordovic. Like I, I think that there's no, hands down number one pick in the PLL draft next year. 
I can't like unless I'm getting like the Brendan O'Neill. You know, I think I'm I think I'm right. Tucker Dordovic, number one pick in the PLL draft next year. Yeah, uh, I mean he, he fits the bill. Yeah, yeah well, he's just a fucking stud. But he, I mean, he fits the bill. He likes to you know get after it pretty early in the shot clock too. Um, oh, real quick, just just as I'm talking about Philly public school guys. So Matt Moore three and four, Jeff Connor four and three, uh, Jackson Burt Whistle five goals for Syracuse, and Jacob Buttermore who played with Matt Moore in high school uh, one and one. So, I mean, there, there's no better lacrosse on the planet than. Philly public school across and, and that's just we always go back and forth about Long Island Philly like all that shit but I, I will like firmly like I, I was didn't really want to bur- like shit on Baltimore too much but I will say like I, I, since I played I've always thought it went Long Island Philly and like if, I'll even say maybe fucking like no no, no I won't go there I'd say it's, it's Long Island Philly Baltimore yeah and it's I'm- legitimately my opinion I'm, I'm like, obviously like I'm going to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to say Philly, but I, I'm also like, if, if the public, if it came down to a public vote and Long Island edged out Philly, I wouldn't cry about it. Paul Rabel even said that's, that's literally whenever this debate comes up on the crossroad, I just pull up Paul Rabel with like like, on a tour saying uh, Long Island's better than Philly. And then the last Uh, game I just want to talk about was uh, who were you rooting for? And, Rutgers Penn State. I, w- I was rooting for like the the lights to turn off, like to have an electrical problem, and they just weren't able to finish that game. And then like we're so late into the season that they weren't able to get a reschedule. Um, no, I mean, hey, listen, good good for Rutgers for for squeaking it out uh, that that comeback overtime win against uh, against Penn State. L- listen, I I may shit on Rutgers like pretty frequently. I am a big Ross Scott guy. Yeah, I like I, I I think he's like an just an undersized as, as an undersized guy myself. Um, not nearly as athletic, but you know just just as a smaller statured individual. Uh, you know just just big um you know big big on big on the the small guys out there getting shit done. Uh, so I'm a big Colin Curse guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, and also that, that's a big body. So. Like there, there are guys, and I, I also Mitch Bartolo. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan Hit of just man. watching that just mutant of a human being. So like there, I like I like watching guys on Rutgers. I just hate them as a program. Like if if there's a way to separate that, like that's that's what I, like like love love the player, hate the program. So at the end of the day, yeah, like I'm glad that Rutgers got that win because like if if that means that i get to watch one more game with those guys then that's fine but then they'll just get pumped in the first round we'll talk about it we'll talk about it for the tournament but we might you might if they make the final four you, you got you might have to do something or like we have I, to do something like you might I, have to go you might have to go i, I don't want to drag you more on the weekend i don't know your plans we have to talk about it but like you going and like having to like like face the rockers team as they like walk that's way better than I thought you were. I was going to say I would, I would enroll to Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> if, take a if, summer class at Rutgers. If, if, if they make the final four, I will take a summer class at Rutgers. Maybe it'll be online. It'll be online. Cause I still want to be able to get to the beach and shit like that, but I will take an online course at Rutgers. If they make, if they make the final four, could we commit? No, not commit. We'll talk about it again. This will be talked about until, until they get it. 
possibly you have to barbecue. <laughs> you have to do the barbecue for their post game tailgate. Oh, I would, I would do that anyway. <laughs> Listen, that I, that would be I, again, so fucking funny. I might, I might hate the program, but I, I love to feed the boys. Um, no, but yeah, if if they make the final four, I'll go and I'll I'll dress up in in all Rutgers gear. Um, and maybe I'll just bring like a, you know, just a, just a plate full of chicken parm. Uh, you know, get a couple pinky rings, maybe a gold chain, slick back the hair, um, and just just head to. Yeah, I don't know. We'll make it happen. I'm just. Yeah, I, 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 they got to make yeah. it first. Yeah. Well, that that's I'm I'm not I'm not concerned about that at all. Um, all right. So that, I mean, yeah, so that's, that's the weekend. Um, do you even want to do that? It's talking. I feel like there really wasn't like games. Nah, it, it, I, I think that this was like a, a pretty big, that was big a big yeah. cross. And, and there's, uh, I think that we, we got the, the big ones. We, out get of the the way. Gist. Uh, we get the gist. Now, now there were some guys playing in, in some mid majors, uh, sure. who, who I, I, th- I think, uh, deserved a few shout outs this weekend. Um, so let, you know, we'll just go. We'll bring this segment into our Tuesday episode. Let's do mid-major major performance. Um, uh, do you want me to yeah, go first? You go first. Yeah, go 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 right ahead. This this is a little bit out of my comfort zone with this particular player. Rival high school, Manhasset from Manhasset. Kevin Max, Stony Brook, uh, put up nine points against UMBC. Had six and three. Just a stellar performance. All career highs. Um, is one of those guys that like they all. Stony Brook also wore these jerseys like the mesh jerseys. And I'm just going to say that if Stony Brook wore those every single game and Kevin Mack scores nine points every game, they'd probably be a top 10 team in the country. Stony Brook has a really good look. Um, yeah. the, the, the helmets are fire and yeah, the, the mesh jerseys that portal mesh always plays. Um, I want to give a shout out. Now I want, this almost sounds like cheating or it seems like cheating to me. Cause we, we have talked about this guy quite a few times, uh, but either way, he's still playing in a mid major. Uh, St. Bonaventure's goalie, Brett Dobson, 21 saves in their win against Quinnipiac. Uh, so, you know, th- this is a guy who, who we mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago where he said that he's, he's going to forego his, mm-hmm. his, his fifth year, right? So he's, he's still, so it's not like he's like leaving school early, but he could have gone back for a, for a fifth year, but he says, no, you know what? I'm, I'm all set on that. I want to head over get, get my professional career going. And so he had 21 saves in, uh, the Bonnie's 10, eight win over Quinnipiac. And that's good to keep, uh, St. Bonaventure's atop of the Mac. You so, don't want to see St. Bonaventure's in the tournament. I will say that. No, uh, I don't think you do. You know they're gonna. I, I I mean, this is what's gonna happen. They'll 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 be winning at the end of the third quarter. Yes, and then Notre yes, Dame will win. Yes, so like yes. you don't, you you don't want to play them. Right. It 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 it's a game that's gonna like like your your coach is gonna be saying some shit at halftime where you might not be able to mend that relationship after the game yep. because of how hard you might transfer. The, yeah, you might transfer after. But you will score four goals in the because you're because you're loosened to the Bonnies in at halftime because Brett Dobson will have 41 saves at halftime and 81% save percentage. Um, but yeah, yeah. so shout, shout out to uh, Brett Dobson of St. Bonaventures and Kevin Mack of Stony Brook, your mid major, major performance winners of the week. Uh, Dukes, you, you had mentioned something to me earlier in the day about uh, just, just a, a new segment to add to the mix. So what, what do we got on deck here? I couldn't think of a name for it, but I think, I think I, I, I kind of like, it just, 
needed it, couldn't have it. Like a team that needed to have the win and a team that just couldn't afford to have the win. It's like that time of the season. Um, so I'll just like use it, started off with just needed it, um, needed it. I think Joe Amplo needed that win. Um, that was, it almost seemed like it saved him another year. You know, you got Xavier Arline under your belt. Um, it was a huge win for Navy, huge win for the season. You know, you, you never know what can happen into the conference tournament now. So that, I think that was a, a win that Joe Amplo and Navy really needed. Um, and then I honestly, for my couldn't have it, this might shock some people, but I, I don't think Cornell could afford that loss because you, you like to play your way into the tournament. You like to be heating up going into the tournament. And it just seems a little bit that they're playing down. And I mean, you had the, you had the one goal win against Dartmouth where I was a little bit like, oh, where, where's Cornell at? They bounced back with the win against Harvard. Who I, you, know, you guys know what I think about Harvard. Then you had the one goal win. We had to come back against Cuse. Bad loss to Army, then a bad loss to Brown. I just don't like the direction that Cornell is heading right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're they're right there with the rest, like other teams in the Ivy, where it's like, okay, like, are is this is this conference just loaded and everybody's sick, or is this conference just deep but everyone's like pretty okay? And like right now, what Cornell's kind of doing, like Brown is Brown is making you think, okay, like the whole conference is just sick. And then Cornell is making you think, ah, maybe everyone's just like a, a really solid team, but no one's that great. Cornell, Cornell's a, a really solid team right now. That's not playing great. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that they need, they need to, they need to find their groove again. Um, all right, cool. Well, yeah. So my, uh, I, I think a team who really needed a win last week and got it just by the skin of their teeth, the Loyola Greyhounds. So, uh, you know, the beginning of the season was, putrid for Loyola. So they started off the year with four straight losses ever since then. Um, you know, they, they were kind of turning things around there. Um, I, I think that they even, they either got to 500 or like just over 500 at one point. Uh, but then they've recently had a couple, couple losses in a row. They got uh, beat down pretty bad by BU. Then they got doubled up by Georgetown. This was a game against Colgate that they needed to win. If they wanted any shot of making it to the uh, Patriot league tournament and they got that 11 10 win over Colgate so I mean right now that has them fourth in the Patriot League and on the flip side of that coin I think a team that uh, really couldn't afford a loss but ended up getting one anyway and this was in overtime uh, right there in the Patriot League uh, another team that just had Colgate on their schedule had a 9-8 loss to Colgate last week and well two weeks ago at this point and then this past weekend Lehigh goes down to BU um, after after a pretty pretty sick goal uh, out of uh, Timmy Lay for for BU little little backhand bouncer that beat James Spence uh, so I mean B, or, so BU taking that nine eight win over Lehigh that has Lehigh right there at the, the same in Patriot League play with Loyola they're both at uh, they're both at five and two in conference. And, you know, as, as fate would have it, they both close out the regular season against each other uh, this, this coming weekend. So we've got Lehigh and Loyola, which feels like the first, the first real tournament game of the year. I think that that's a, that's a yeah, loser go home situation. Yeah. That, so, that'll, that'll be amazing. Um, also just real quickly. I, I think that high point had, had a lot, like a big time loss that they probably could not afford. Like, I think you think so. 16 to five. I think it was, uh, I think that was a bad loss. Like, but like, I, 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 just yeah. did, I just didn't know if high point was in a position where 
like any loss, whatever would hurt. Like, like, I don't really see high point as a team uh, at, at this point that really had much of a chance of, of moving on. Um, but you, you lose in that fashion to Richmond. That's a pretty pathetic. Yeah. That, that, that's a dagger in the season, but yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to close it off with top tens or you, anything after that? No. Yeah. Let's right. uh, we'll, we'll give our top tens and then we'll wrap things up. I'll say this. I, you won last week. You had my, you had my brain spinning this week for the top 10. Um, so here's my top 10. Uh, at number one, uh, I have Maryland at Homewood. I think that Maryland at Homewood is just easily the best team in the country. Um, number two, I have Maryland everywhere else they play. Okay, so I, w- I want to know real quick, though. So, all right, so Maryland at Homewood versus Maryland at home. What's Maryland at Homewood would win by five. Yeah, okay, Because just, they just play with the extra edge. They play, like, a little bit yeah. pissed off. Because um, they hate the band. Yeah, they hate the fucking band. They actually shoot the Maryland, the Maryland team that plays the Maryland team at Homewood would purposely miss shots to hit the band in the face to just stop them from playing the band every time. Yeah. I think we need to make that. We need to make that game happen just to see it happen. All right. So you've got Maryland at Homewood one, Maryland everywhere else at two. Keep us rolling at three, three, Virginia, four, Georgetown, five. I got Duke six. I got Yale seven. I got Brown. Eight, I got Navy with Xavier Arline. Nine, I got Princeton. Ten, I got Harvard at home. All right, Harvard at home. I th- I think that they're. I will that, say that, this. That, that that's a that's a sneaky good team. You've mentioned it before. I will say this too. I fucked up and I meant to put Harvard at home. At like, I think I emailed it to you. Fuck. I just want, I don't want Harvard at home. Yeah. Harvard at home. I had at five, six Duke, seven Yale, eight Brown, nine Navy with Xavier line starting 10 Princeton. That, that was right. the list. I knew little, I fucked it up. Little, little, little mid pole shake up there. Never hurt anybody. Nope. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a single discrepancy with that, with that list. I, I think that that's a pretty solid top 10. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just taking Maryland as a, as a whole at, at one like anyone else with a, at least a quarter of a functioning brain would do at this point. Uh, I still really love Georgetown at two. I think that Georgetown is a team that, that is going to, uh, I, I think that they're bound for Hartford, Virginia. I, I mentioned last week that, you know, Virginia healthy is still just as good as any other team in the nation. They seem to be pretty healthy. Would still, still not totally sure about Schellenberger, but either way, when you have a healthy Matt Moore, that, makes up for everything. So uh, I've got Virginia at three uh, right here. I, I've got a, a singular player. I've got the people's goalie at four. He's such a unit that he deserves to be his, his own spot. Uh, so I've got the people's goalie Connor Thoreau of Brown at four. Now from here, this is one where I, what I want you to do, I want you to take any four Ivy league teams besides Dartmouth, take any four teams or actually just put, put the whole six of them. And then I want you to write them on a piece of paper and everyone who's listening to this at home right now, I want you to actually do this, right? So pause. I want you to write down six Ivy league teams on a piece of paper. I want you to put it into a hat and I want you to take out four of them. And then that will go ahead and that'll be five, six, seven, and eight in my rankings. So whichever ones you pull out of the hat, they get that ranking. Uh, at nine, I've got Notre Dame. And then at 10, I have anybody who plays against Hopkins that week. Yeah, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I like also how 
we were like, we didn't do this intentionally. Like I just say like, Hey, let's do top tens this week. I kind of like, just like the shakedown of it. <laughs> you didn't put a big 10 team. Did you? Uh, I did not. Uh, no, Maryland. Well, yeah. Besides Maryland. I mean, come on. No, <laughs> but, like, no, but yeah, nobody yeah. else. No, but I think this is the second time that we did a knee. <laughs> we both left off. And Again, I think this, that- this is, this is why our eyes are so much better than the RPI, right? Like the, the eye test, no one else in the Big Ten passes it. Like you can't be Ohio State and like just barely get by Michigan if you want to be a top ten team. Uh, Rutgers just barely getting by Penn State and be a top ten team. No thanks. See you later. I'm trying to see the poll. All right, so do, should I read out the Inside Lacrosse Media poll just like to see how to, to let the people know how different it is? Inside Lacrosse Media poll has Maryland, Georgetown, Rutgers, eh, Virginia, Brown, Notre Dame, Princeton, Jacksonville, Yale, oh, Ohio fuck. State. I, know, I feel I bad. Know. I wanted to. I, I, hey, I, if, Brown. If Brown I, had a good week. Jacksonville didn't have. Jacksonville didn't have a resume building week. They're they're number eleven. Yeah, they're just on the outside looking in. Do you want to add them in? Uh, actually, I'm gonna put the people's goalie and Jacksonville on the same. The, the, the they're they're a tie. They're a tie for four. Okay. Okay. And, and add, then add I had. Yeah, add it to the list. Add, add, add it to the list. Uh, that, that's on my fault, Jacksonville. Uh, to make it up for you, everyone do us a favor. Head on over to store.barstoolsports.com and pick up your lax school shirt because Jacksonville is a lacrosse school and the fins are buzzing. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I feel like we had pretty much – I mean, besides you adding Navy. Um, I, With I, Xavier Arline. Yeah, with, with yeah, with Xavier Arline, I feel like we still had pretty much the same exact. So, yeah. the eyes don't lie. We're, we're this is why we get paid the big bucks, zero dollars. Um. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to pay us some money, feel free to hit us up, and you can sponsor the podcast. Maybe sponsor a few segments. Who knows? Wow, um, you could sponsor my hat. You could sponsor a sweatshirt. Um, I'm really, you, you can, dude, I'm dude, pretty much up for sale. for sale. Dudes yeah, is for you sale. Can do whatever you want to me. Yeah. Uh, whatever you want. <laughs> and what you really want to do right now is make sure that you are following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the crease dive on both. And what you really desperately need to do right now is head on over to YouTube and subscribe to the crease dive YouTube's channel. Subscribe right now subscribe early subscribe often and in the meantime we'll be keeping it low to high until friday when we see you guys again for our weekend preview until the day we die we out i'm all right today you don't find a way to cross and you're gonna get there I'm on fire.